talk to you today about I am the heart of my city. I've been in a series, I am the heart, okay? That's, hey, I'm a heart of the city church. But today, I want to talk to you about I am the heart of my city. Will you say that with me? I am the heart. I need 100% participation because it makes me feel a little weird and insecure. Here we go. On three. One, two, three. I am the heart of my city. Good, good. We're going to talk about that today. I want to pray. We're going to dive into the Word. I think this is a very, very important message for those who are new or a guest. That uh, the reason why we did this series was to bring people along to what is the values, what is the heartbeat of Heart of the City Church? Who are we? Why do we do what we do? Is very important why. Not just the what we do, but the why we do it. I want to talk to you a bit about that today. So pray with me as we dive into the Word. Father, we just thank you that you're here. God, that you're moving. Thank you for all the ladies at the retreat and what wonderful highlights. And Father, all that you've done last night and this morning. Father, what you're going to do tonight. Father, we lift up the City Fall Fest right now to you in Jesus' name that you would just move mightily on Tuesday night. And I ask right now that uh, you would speak through me. God, we lift up this moment to you. Just ask that you would transform our lives. Father, that you would touch our hearts. We could become a little more like you during this time. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. I am the heart of my city. What does that mean to you? Or what does that mean through you, to you and through you? What it means for me to some great degree is I love my city. I just absolutely love Coeur d'Alene. Anybody else love Coeur d'Alene? Three or four of you. Some of you don't. Some of you are like, I live here, but uh, I don't like it. I don't know, whatever. I don't know what you're thinking. I love, love my city. I love going down Sherman. I love the mountains around Coeur d'Alene. I, I love the coffee shops, you know. I, 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 I love cruising down Sherman sometimes and I love riding around the lake. Me and my wife will do a little ride, honey, around the lake, and that's beautiful. I love the lake. I love, love, love Coeur d'Alene. I love the people of Coeur d'Alene. I love the church of Coeur d'Alene. We're one of the churches in Coeur d'Alene. I love uh, so many things about Coeur d'Alene. God wants to love through you our city. God wants to heal through you our city. God wants to save through you our city. God wants to bless through you our city. If you don't have a heart for our city, I think God wants to do something in your heart actually today when it comes to our city. We are vessels, the Bible talks about in Timothy, we are vessels for honor for every good work. How many know that good works is a good thing? How many know God wants you to do good works? Yeah, it's, it's not about getting to heaven. No, man, there's one way to get to heaven, Jesus. He's the way, the truth, the life. You can't work into heaven, not brownie, not how cute you are, anything like that. But when Jesus gets a hold of your heart, there should be some good fruit that comes out of your life. Come on, good fruit. Everyone say good fruit. Some of you kind of dazing off on me right now. I hope to snap you out of it. Because God wants good works out of our life. When you've been transformed by the power, you've been touched by the love, the affection of the Most High, man, God wants to do something in and through you. He wants to bless you, but he wants to bless through you. 
Maybe you've been in church long enough where it's like, oh man, church to me is just like hanging out a little bit on Sunday morning, worship, and you forgot about the first love of reaching those around you. I hope that the fire of the Holy Spirit once again touches your heart today and you get a love for uh, our city. Amen? Amen? I am the heart of my city. Uh, God has a big heart for Coeur d'Alene. And let me tell you his heart for Coeur d'Alene. He doesn't want none, none to perish in Coeur d'Alene. Not in Coeur d'Alene or Kootenai County or Athol, Worley or Post Falls or the surrounding areas that you can think of. God desires none to perish in our city and surrounding areas. Amen. 2006, we planted Heart of the City Church. By the grace of God, folks have asked us at times, you know, why Coeur d'Alene? How exactly did you get to Coeur d'Alene? I want to tell a little bit of that story today when I'm talking about our city and I am the heart of the city and, and I hope that you claim that today and, and you possess, possess that today that you would say that you are heart of the city. Uh, while we were at staff at City Harvest Church in Vancouver, we were there for about seven years total uh, living there some of those years on staff at City Harvest. Uh, in 2005, in January, I felt the Lord began to speak to me out of uh, uh, Jeremiah 1 when it comes to planting Heart of the City Church. And uh, I ran it by, of course, my, my wife, and we had talked about church planting. But how many of you know that calling is not the sending? God might call you to something, but it doesn't mean that he's going to send you that day. So I felt called for a quite a while to plant a church, but the calling doesn't mean, young people, you should hear that. You may be called to something, but it doesn't mean that you're going to be sent out the next day. So we felt called, I felt called to plant a church, but it wasn't until, how many know you ain't going to plant a church until your wife gives you the green light? <laughs> and we're on the same page together. We're, we're, we're a duo. We've always done everything together. The, the two will become one flesh. Amen. And so uh, she gave me the green light. I went and talked to our pastor. How many know that pastors have pastors? And if they don't have pastors, you encourage them to get a pastor. I have a pastor. We have a pastor. Went and talked to him. And he says, hey, you know, Jay, where, where, where are you thinking about going? And I told him, we'd been traveling many times. We'd been up in the Spokane area probably 15, 16 times over that seven years, preaching and ministering, evangelism camps and family camps and so forth and so on. And I just told him the region. He says, Jay, I want you to go and I want you to get a city. You need to get a We're city churches. Go get a city. And we began to pray that way. And, and I want to let you know when you you, you begin to pray a certain way. I'm going to let you know that God hears us and he begins to answer and unfolds it. And, and God's ways are higher than ours and he does it in a very unique way. It's not like, you know, sometimes he doesn't just lay it out line upon line, but, but he'll begin to speak to you. So uh, that began to happen to us. Well, in the midst of that, I was getting ready to do a wedding uh, on a Saturday down in southern Idaho. We were youth pastors for there for a few years there at Capitol Christian Center. And we're there, and, and I'm just reading my, 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 my normal daily devotions. And I'm reading out of this book, Deuteronomy uh, chapter 8. And I'm going to, I'd love for you to turn there if you have your Bibles. I encourage you to always bring your Bibles. Not always bring them, always have them with you wherever you are on your being at any and all times. Unless you have them memorized, you should be packing a Bible. Some of you, I know you pack a piece, you need to pack a Bible. That Bible will get you way further than a piece, amen? 
I'm talking about a gun, if you know what I'm saying, if you don't know that lingo. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's, you can legally do that, but I'm going to say right now, you know, that, that gun won't get you to heaven. But that Bible right there, you do what that Bible says to do, whoo, you're talking about a good life, a blessed life. Come on. And I, I want to begin to read and uh, to draw out a couple of things out of Deuteronomy chapter 8. This, this chapter has been used mightily in our lives and through uh, the time of planting Heart of the City Church. And if you've never read Deuteronomy 8, I, I'm going to only read the first nine verses, but I encourage you highly, check it out, man. This is your home. Check out the whole chapter of Deuteronomy 8. It is absolutely beautiful. And it begins this way, every commandment which I command you today, you must carefully uh, be careful to observe. Uh, how many know that's important? Um, hey, listen, I know that we're not under the, the Mosaic law any longer, but you need to feel me on something. You're still under the law. And you may say, Jay, what law? What you putting on me today? Jesus says, I put the laws in your heart. God still wants you and I to be careful to observe the things that he puts in our heart. Now, yes, he gives us the word. I'm not under the Mosaic law any longer, but I tell you what, he writes it on his heart. He can put it with his finger on your heart. He did it with the Ten Commandments. He can engrave it upon your heart. And the Bible says that he will do that. We need to observe the, the law, the word, the commands of God that he puts upon our heart. That you may live and multiply and go in and possess the land which the Lord swore to your fathers. I believe that God has given us the land of Coeur d'Alene and Kootenai County. I want to talk to you about this for a minute. Everyone say possess. That's a beautiful word. That word possess in the Hebrew, it means this, to occupy. I believe that God wants the church to occupy Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And everybody said, amen. And look what else it says. By driving out previous tenants. Man, God wants the, 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 the word of God, the church to come in and drive out all the, the darkness. He wants the light to come into our city and drive out the, the previous tenants. You know, the enemy will come in and set up strongholds in the area. But I want to let you know that God wants to come in. He wants to pull down those strongholds and he wants to, us to occupy this area of land. And it goes on to say, in possessing in their place, by implication, to seize, to rob. I, I, don't, I don't think that we should rob, amen? The, are y'all with me today? Can somebody smile or something? Can you put some faith on your face? Good, good, good. Rob, we're not going to rob. But I love the next one, to inherit. God wants us to inherit the land that we live in. The church is not supposed to be something, you know, just kind of like, oh, you know, they, 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 those, 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 those kind of strange people, they just kind of do that on Sunday, and we're not to be able to, to impact our city. I want to let you know the church should be on the cutting edge of impacting our city, Coeur d'Alene, and the surrounding area. We should be a voice and a sound in this day and time of making a difference in our nation and in our city. Amen. And then it says, possess the land. Everyone say land. If you look that hub up in the Hebrew, yeah, does it mean land? Yeah. Does it mean nation? Yeah. Does it mean earth? Yes. But it also means city. In my city where God belongs. Listen, it talks about possessing 
the city. God wants you and I in a wonderful way, not a weird way, not like possess. But in a beautiful way to possess Coeur d'Alene. God wants to use you and I in bringing growth, to bring healing, to bring uh, salvation, to bring revival into our city. Joshua 1.3, when I think about cities and I think about, na- really honestly, nations, I, I got to think about Joshua. Moses never entered into the promised land. This dude, he only saw it from a distance because he, he didn't have always the best attitude like anybody else. You know, God says, I want you to speak to the rock. What does he do? He hits the rock. You know, he didn't, he didn't, uh, he, he didn't, he didn't uh, from last week, he didn't represent God in the right way. He wasn't always the best ambassador, are you feeling me? He hits the rock and says, you know, God says, hey, 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 you, you did that right there. You're not going into the promised land. Moses dies and he's been raising up this young guy named Joshua and Joshua is going to be the one that goes into the promised land. Come on, to possess the land, to occupy the land. And I love this, Joshua 1-3, it says this, I promise you what I promised Moses. Wherever you set your foot, go ahead and do me a favor, just move your foot a little bit and set it. Come on, somebody, move your foot. If you could move your, move, move your foot and set it. Here we go. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land I have, look, look, given you. Not, not, not land that he's going to give you. Set your foot. He says, I'm going to give you land. Hey, hey, you already have the land. Come on, sometimes we have to go in and be the church and be who God calls you and I to be. The Bible says, whatever you ask in his name, he will do it. Do you know what that word ask means in the Greek? Can anybody tell me a, 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 a beautiful, one of the beautiful definitions of that word ask is in the Greek? Go ahead, t- t- kick them out to me. Believe, that's beautiful. Besiege, oh, I like that. It means, listen, listen, take. What do you think about that? We might have a Western ma- mindset just like, well, God, just, you know, I believe I'm just going to sit here, you know, I'm going to sit here till moss grows over me and I'm just not going to do anything because I ask. And the Bible says, whatever you ask in his name, whatever, sometimes that, that Bible is written in, in, in an Eastern culture, whatever you ask, God wants you to put some energy behind it, some spirit behind it, some of your heart behind it, some of your passion behind it. This is for free, but it says, whatever you ask, and he talks about taking. Uh, what do you think? Would you think that Joshua and all of Israel went into the promised land twiddling their thumbs? Do you know what they did? They had to go into Jericho and march around that city uh, seven times. Do you know they went in and they fought for everything that God had already given them? He gave them the land, but they had to go in and fight for it? Are you feeling me? See, there's a radical middle in, involved in some of the things of the scriptures. Well, I, I want to let you know that God has given, I think he's given us Coeur d'Alene, but we don't just sit around and just like, well, if you build it, they will come. Just build it, they will come. Hey, the Bible says you might want to invite somebody to church. You know, 
I mean, it doesn't use those words, but it sure does imply an invitation. It talks about asking. It talks about you getting involved. Amen. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. There's some warmth and there's some passion in that prayer that avails much. I got to keep going here. But I want to let you know that God has given you and I, talking about possessing a land, talking about warfare for a minute and, and strongholds, I think he gives us some things in order to pull strongholds down in our city. We don't do it with the hanger nades and we don't do it with swords and rifles and bazookas and those things, but he's given us some powerful weapons that he wants to put in your hand. He wants to release in your hand. Listen to this scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, 4, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. How do you think we pull down strongholds? That's a good one. Who said love? I like that. Everyone say, I think prayer. Say that with me, prayer. Prayer. Yeah, you, you need to pray before you go in and do something. Pray. You want to take us, you need to pray. Number two, I think preach the gospel. Preach the gospel is what changes the heart. Uh, the gospel can change the whole heart of a city. The gospel can transform a nation. The gospel can take to absolutely change a high school, a middle school, an NIC. I don't care where it is. The, that's the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We pray. We preach the gospel. Come on, we proclaim, number three, God's word. You get a word, you proclaim that, the power of prophecy, the power of rhema. Come on, number four, you said it a while ago. Everyone say love, loving people. Sometimes we need to get out of their faces into their shoes. You want to preach something at somebody before even caring for them, for loving on them. Come on, somebody. You need to love somebody. I tell you what, when you love somebody, it opens their heart to maybe receive something that you have for them. If you're just, if you're just using your double barrel shotgun of, of truth on everyone and blowing them away, you're going to hell on a grease pole. You're going to hell on a grease. You know what they're going to do? They're going to shut you down and they're not going to receive anything that you say. I didn't need anyone to tell me that I was a heathen going to hell on a grease pole. I already knew that. Come on, somebody give me some good answers. Somebody speak the truth and love to me. Somebody tell me the way. Right? Huh? Amen. Build them up. Amen. Instead of tearing them down. That's beautiful. We, we, we love people. Number five, listen to this. And we serve the needs of our city. We do lots of things. Why do we do what we do? Why do we have a father's market that's actually opening up on November 9th, somebody? Why do we, why do we, listen, we know the what. We know the what. I mean, we're going to a city fall. That's the what on Tuesday night. We're going to city. But why? Why a first responders room in the back? Why? Why do we have a single mom's outreach, uh, adopt Winton Elementary, uh, a, a single dad's outreach, uh, a, a city fall? Why? Because we want to make it hard for people to go to hell in our city. We want to love our city. We want to serve. Everyone say serve. We want to serve our city. And when you do that, I tell you what, it will open the hearts up to people so that they have something to receive that you want to give them the gospel, the good news. That They'll be asking you, tell me about this Jesus. Come on, tell me some good news. Tell me how I can be saved. Tell me. That's why we do what we do, heart of the city church. Are you feeling me? It goes on to say, Deuteronomy, back please. Here we go. 
And you shall remember that the Lord your God led you all the way these 40 years. Say that with me, 40 years. How many of you know that God's word will speak to you specifically? In 2005, I got this word. In 2006, the, the, the year we would plant Heart of the City Church, January 2006, whenever uh, uh, we went into that year, planted in June, July. You know how old, was, how old I was at that time? Uh, 40. God will use things specifically, the word of God, specific, very specifically in your life. But how many of you know you better read it so that you can find out what he wants to say specifically to your life? Was I, two, was I 40 in 2005 or 2006? 2005. But I was still 40 whenever 2006 because I didn't turn 40 until something like that. 2005 when I got the word. Because I was born in 65. You do the arithmetic. Amen. <laughs> the, the Lord your God led you all these 40 years in the wilderness to humble you and test. Everyone say test. test. Some people have a theology that you never get tested. How many of you went to high school and you got tests? How many went to middle school and you got tests? All the tests that I've got, the tests are straight from hell. How many, you, listen, your teachers, how many of you know that your teachers, how many, your teachers wasn't Satan, right? That happened the first service too. I had teachers sitting over here, it's like. No, the teachers were there to, to help you, to, 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 you to learn, see where you are. You know, we go through tests in our life. I tell you what, I have been in test after test. Me and my wife has been test after test. I'm just being, hey, if you're not ready for true Christianity and real deal Christianity, you know, this may not be the place for you, but it probably is the place for you because you need to hear it because I'm going to let you know as a pastor, you're going to go through test. It's Bible. It's Old Testament. It's New Testament. You're going to go through test. Glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to glory to God. Bum, 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 bum. Glory to glory. You know what the two is between the glories? Probably test. <laughs> test or trouble or something like that. To know what was in your heart, whether you would keep his commandments or not. Listen to 1 Peter 1, 7. That the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it be, look, tested by fire. We say that with me, fire? fire. Don't need to feel that. Let that sizzle. May be found to praise, honor, glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We want an American gospel and church where everything is completely peachy at all times. And I got to be very frank. The Bible doesn't teach that everything is totally peachy at all times. You even just look at our Lord and Savior and you look at the 12 disciples. It's not peachy. There's two trails. There's two tracks that a train rolls down, not just one. How many of you want to be on a train that has two tracks and not just one? Let me give you an example. 
If everything here was just always just grace, 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 J J-O, that's all that guy preaches is grace, 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 grace. How many of you know that, man, I, I'm only here because of the grace of God. I'm saved by grace. The gospel is a gospel of grace. But it's not just about grace. There's two tracks that roll with that. Let me read the scripture. And the word became flesh, John 1, 14, and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and, uh-oh, wow, two tracks. Grace and, you need both of those tracks. There's a heaven and there's a, oh, really? How about if I only preached heaven and we're all going to heaven just because you're born? Universalism to some degree. No, there's two tracks. There is mercy, but there is justice. There is victory because there was a battle. You have a testimony because you went through a, come on, somebody say two tracks. That's for free. Deuteronomy. So he humbled you and allowed you to hunger and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know. Everyone say manna. What is it? What is it? What is it? No, I'm telling you, the def I'm giving you the definition of manna. I'm not asking you a question. I'm giving you the definition. The, the definition for manna is what is it? I know you can look it up and it's a little, you know, a little piece of whatever. What is it? Everyone say, what is it? I just got to mess with you a little bit, right? What is it? You're like, ah, it's bread. It's uh, good. I love you guys. What is it? And he fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you known that, look at this, where does Jesus quote from whenever he's quoting in the New Testament? Where is he pulling from? He's pulling from the Old Testament. Look at this. He might make known that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Jesus was quoting the word of God tempted by the devil himself. Come on. We, number three, you need to be established on the word of God. I get excited. I'm very passionate. We preach like, but I want to tell you at the end of the day, we preach the word of God. My life is established on the rock of the word of God. My wife and I, our marriage is based on the word of God. Our family is based on the word of God. Heart of the city church is based on the word of God. If you own a business, you should base it on the word of God over any business book that might be out there. You should get the 10 best principles out of the word of God for your marriage, for your children, for your family, for your business, whatever you're doing. Be, base it on the word of God. Look at what Joshua 1.8 says. This work, book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. The word of God. Be established on the word. Deuteronomy, here we go. Your garments did not wear out on you, nor did your foot swell these 40 years. You should know in your heart that as a man chastens his son, so the Lord your God chastens you. Therefore, you shall keep the commandments of the Lord your God to walk in his ways and to fear him. Can someone say miracles, signs and wonders? 
You know, God was a sign of wonders and miracles in the Old Testament. He's a, he's a God of signs and wonders and miracles in this day and time. You're gifted. God wants to work through your gifting. The Bible says these signs will follow those who believe. Amen. We be, Oh, go with me, church. We, we are a sign and wonder. We believe in miracles. We believe in the supernatural of God. When God gets involved of the natural and he changes the natural, guess what that is? It's called the supernatural. When you have cancer and you're dying of cancer, you better believe for a supernatural movement where God comes in and intervenes on the natural and creates the supernatural. You better get a hold of the word of God that by his stripes you are healed. Come on, you need everything that you can get from the word of God. Amen. That's the kind of church that we are. It's not just by words, but Paul says by power. We believe in the word of God. Read on Deuteronomy. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Somebody say a good land. <laughs> I love this part of the scriptures. A land of brooks of honey, of, of water. Think about Coeur d'Alene for a minute. Fountains and springs and flows out of the valleys and hills. A land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates. A land of olive oil and honey, a land in which you will eat bread without scarcity and which you will lack nothing. A land whose stones are iron and out of the hills you can dig copper. Will you say that word with me, copper? copper. That word that on that day when I was reading Deuteronomy 8, that word just like <laughs> copper. I, let, I said, Brady, would you read this scripture and tell me what stands out to you? She said, copper. Remember, we're trying to figure out, where are we to plant? God, what are you saying? You spoke to me years ago, heart of the city church, not knowing what Coeur d'Alene meant, heart of the all, praise God. What, what are you saying with copper? We, we, it's like it was a puzzle. It was like a prophetic puzzle that God just didn't lay it out, but he laid it out, but in his own ways. Went and did a, a, a wedding that morning in southern Idaho. Wonderful wedding. After the wedding down in downtown Boise, most people went to the reception. This gentleman walks up to me. Jay, you probably don't remember me. I said, I remember you. Some of his kids were, at least one of his girls were in the youth church where we were at Capitol Christian Center. I said, sir, I, don't, I didn't know what you did for a living. He said, he said I'm a geologist. Geologist. Copper. Sir, where would you find copper at? like in Idaho. Or, he says, oh, you'd find copper in the, in the mountains or hills of Kellogg and Coeur d'Alene. I literally started jumping up and down. I said, wait a minute, sir. You got to tell my wife this. I, Reading, come over here. Would you? And I'm wondering, he probably, what is wrong with this dude? He doesn't know that he's being used through his employment, what he does for a living to absolutely direct the destiny of our life, copper. And from that point, we knew that we knew all hell may, may break loose. Hell and high water may hit us. We don't know everything that's going to, uh, we're going to run into, but we knew one thing. We knew without a shadow of a doubt that we're to plant in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. I think that's important for you to know because I believe with all of my heart that God wants to turn our city upside down. I am heart of the city. Let me close with this. Three keys 
Can I have just a few more minutes? Are y'all cool with that? I got a little long-winded. I want to finish up with three keys to our city. Key number one, have a heart for our city. Have, look at your neighbor right now and say, have a heart. Don't be like the tin man. How many of you remember the tin man? No, it wasn't the tin man. It was the, it was the lion. Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. Who didn't have the heart? See, there it was a tin man. Why are you correcting me? No. I was correcting myself. Tin, uh, Scarecrow was, wasn't it the brain or courage or anyway? Whatever, whatever. Let's get over it. Everyone say, have a heart. Luke 15, 1 through 3, listen to this. Then all the tax collectors and the sinners drew near to him to hear him, and the Pharisees and scribes complained. Everyone say, complain. Wah, wah, wah. Somebody call the wamblance. <laughs> Saying, these men receive, this man receives sinners and eats with them. So he spoke this parable to them saying, he begins to preach a parable to them, three parables, or you could say one parable with three different stories in it because they did not have a heart for the lost. They did not have God's heart for the lost. Jesus was hanging out with sinners and tax collectors and they looked down upon him. They ripped him up and he began to rebuke them with three parables because they did not have a heart. Have a heart for our city. Love our city. Pray for our city. Preach the gospel to our city. Come on, heart of the city church. We are heart of the city. We want to see our city turn upside down. Amen. Have a heart. Number two, mission. Say that with me, mission. Have a mission. Have a mission for our city. What do you mean mission? Jesus had a mission. Adopt his mission for the Son of Man. Luke 19, 1. For the Son of Man comes to seek and save that which was lost. Have a heart to be those who's going to seek and save that which is lost. Have a mission. Live. Look at your neighbor and say, live on mission. Come on. If you're just living for nine to five or going to your college campus or just, come on. God's got a greater mission than that, you guys. He has a mission that he wants you and I to live out. It's called P-O-P. P-O. How do you spell people? High school people? See, y'all like to help me out, don't you? It's like, help that pastor out. P-E-O-P-L-E is our mission. Have a heart for our city, which is people. Amen? And the third one is have a strategy. Okay, J-O, what's it? Let me give you a quick strategy out of the parable that I just said that he used to rebuke the Pharisees and those that didn't have a heart for people. The first parable was about a lost sheep. Say that with me, lost sheep. How many of you remember that? If 99, one leaves, he's going to go after the one, amen? Lost sheep. 
What do you mean by that, J.O.? People that's never known Jesus outside the church. Everyone say outsiders. God has a heart for those who are outsiders that does not know Jesus Christ. Say that with me again, outsiders. And then parable number two was what? Everyone say coin. Where was the coin at? Inside the house. He has a heart for those on the outside, and he has a heart for those who come to church week in and week out, but they don't know Jesus. Somebody say the insiders. You can set up in church and never know Jesus. You can be lost inside. And then it was a son who was a prodigal. Guess what? He had been in the house, but he left the house. You have outsiders, the sheep. You have insiders that don't know Jesus, the coin. And you have people who've been inside, but they left and they're now on the outside. And they need to come back to the Father's house. They need to come back to Jesus. There's you a great strategy. Get a hold of that strategy. It covers everybody that you're ever going to run into. And he desires none to should perish. Amen.